Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. We thank you, Lord. We always find mercy here. There's never a time we come to you that mercy is not being applied. And, Lord, we're so thankful for that, thankful for it, thankful, Lord, that your mercy endures forever. Father, we thank you that even when we sin and make mistakes and some of us can go a long road doing that. You know what I'm saying? I mean that some people just have to learn and be trained in the ways of God, but it doesn't matter because his blood has, has paid for everything. So Father, we tap into that great mercy, the great mercy of God. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So uh, yesterday was a good day uh, for we, amen, we talked about faith. Amen. Those of you who weren't here, you can always get it on the Internet. If you don't know how to download the ministry app, uh, please find out how to do that. Um, it's It's there for you. It makes it so easy for you to keep up with everything that this ministry has. Um, I intend for God's people to be fed, taken care of. Amen. And so that's a mandate that God has put on us. Uh, I don't whine about what the government tells us we can't do. I just look at what God says we must do. Amen. And so I take the must do of God over the can't do of the government any day. Amen. And so we have many, many things to help with your learning. Those of you who are on on with us by internet, I want to welcome you as well. And you can get um, instructions for how to download the, the app. Um, it's probably on the website. Is that right, Shannon? Okay. Oh, like I said, it's on the screen. How? <laughs> That's even better. Amen. So uh, download the app and, and have handy. Uh, you know, take Amazon off of there. Because they ain't doing nothing but making you spend money all the time. Come on now. You don't need to be having them so handy. But, uh, you know, put the ministry app on there and you can always get an encouraging scripture, an encouraging word and all of that. And uh, so uh, I was blessed also. Um, uh, some of you may know Pat Patsy Harrison. It's the late Kenneth Hagin's daughter. And... Um, uh, she's a friend of David Horton. You know, David, David was a Rama teacher, Rama grad. Uh, he's, uh, has done a lot of work with that family. And so David and his, uh, new wife, Scarlett, had a seminar yesterday or, or, um, couple day conference and Patsy was the speaker. And if I didn't learn anything else, I learned the Holy Spirit can give you self-control. And, and so you can lose them pounds instead of continuing to work on it. Like, like I'm always doing. So I, I got convicted and then I was sitting up waiting on some chicken wings. I said, Lord, this just ain't right. Huh? It wasn't right. So, so I, I got it, but it was quite a blessing. I've really, to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard her teach before. But it, it was, did you get a chance to hear it? No, it, it was really edifying. Just really a blessing. She has such an easy way of saying things. You know, it's just kind of, you just get sucked into the ease of it. And before you, before you know it, you know, you're sitting there, God, I'm going to do better. 
I know if you help me, I'll do better. I promise I will. So it was just great. And we just want to thank Brother Horton and, and uh, Scarlett for including us in their circle so that we can always uh, get get good word. You know, you got to stay with people who really know God and know what they're doing and have proven fruit. You know, don't waste your time with blowhard people and promising you vain things and all that kind of stuff. You don't need that. <clears throat> We need what's solid, what's real, amen, the real living word. So that that was quite a blessing. So anyway, so yeah, that was my word day yesterday, and, and it was just really, really kind of refreshing. So <laughs> so anyway, but we're going to continue with the ABCs of faith, and uh, amen, and the building blocks, amen. The alphabet is always the building block for your language. And so we're going to do the building blocks for your life of faith in God and uh, <clears throat> allow God to help us to get solid in these things, you know, where it, it can, becomes a matter of habit for us to think like God and respond the way God wants us to in all situations. And so I'm just real thankful that he's given us this uh, road road uh, roadmap to success and that is the walk of of faith so we started in uh hebrews chapter 11 with defining what faith is amen what faith is and we had several good definitions substance evidence amen so your faith gives evidence of something that's real Amen. Because evidence is real. Amen. Uh, you know, if, if you're, there's a crime committed, as long as there's evidence, that means that the investigators have something to work on. Amen. The, the worst thing is uh, to have a crime committed and with no clues, no evidence. And so evidence is very, very precious. It's very, very important. And so just like evidence of of events is important to validate that something really did occur um you your evidence your faith is your evidence to show that god really did promise you or really did give you something amen and so um there are some things that we can just accept and receive by faith as freely given salvation for one thing you don't debate if God wants somebody saved. He just does. The Bible says it's not his will that any should perish, but everybody come to repentance. Amen. And so, and healing is the other one because it's part of the same atonement. And so many times we'll find uh, people kind of fragment their thinking. I don't think we do it uh, intentionally. We just can only absorb so much by faith at one time. And so many times we'll find people will struggle over the area of healing um, because you have to really believe God's word for that. And there are some other things involved as well. If there are symptoms involved, uh, you have to get to the point where you don't consider them. You're not moved by them. And that presents its own challenge. So there are some probably some steps that must be taken in certain areas when we want certain things. There are areas in our lives where we may be um, 
lacking like in natural confidence. Uh, say, for instance, if you've been challenged all your life with poverty and uh, it might be really, really difficult for you to believe and start to see the fruit manifest of God wants you to have wealth as well. Amen. And so there's different kinds of levels of challenge. But I can tell you that faith in God will meet and overcome every single one of them. Amen. So the answer is always faith in God and faith in his word and staying focused on what God says and not what circumstances say. Amen. And it it is a challenge. It, It becomes a discipline. Amen. So you can say Christianity really is a discipline. It's a way of life that that we must discipline ourselves into. Amen. And so at the end of the day, I always say, you know, your mind, you may wrestle back and forth in your mind about something. Say, for instance, if you're uh, trusting God to restore health to you, you might have a day where symptoms are pretty bad. Amen. It may seem like they're increasing or going the other direction. And, and, but at the end of the day, you, if you, before you lie down, if you can say, Jesus, I thank you that I am healed. After a tough day, I'm still healed. After a, a difficult day, I'm still healed. Amen. And I think if we can approach it that way, see, I think sometimes we get real hard on ourselves and think, well, if I have one thought that's doubtful, you know, I'm a bad person or it's not going to work or I've done something wrong. And, and we all go through that. But you can can have doubt mentally but still have faith in your heart because that's where your faith is. It resides in your heart. Amen. And And so many times your head can be spinning with all kinds of. You know, things and, and you gotta, gotta understand the devil's involved here too, folks. He's the one who's whispering to you that it's not working. You're never going to get it. Uh, you know, how can you expect God to do something for you? You know, and he, he does all of that, accusing us all the time. And so after that kind of a rope a dope situation all day long, you know, if you can before you lie down, say, God, I am still healed. I am still healed. I received my healing when I prayed, and I am healed. Amen. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what you, he, you got his word on this. Amen. It's a done deal as far as God is concerned. And so this is what we have to keep uppermost in our minds is that God has already declared. He has already spoken it, and who can refute it? If God has spoken it, no man can refute it. No symptoms can refute it. No nothing can make it go away because God has established it. Amen. And it's just up to us to hold on to the faith for it and believe in spite of what we see. And so um, in Hebrews 11, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's 11.1, evidence of things not seen. So we talked about those two words, substance and evidence. And really, faith, you can say, is is spiritual material or spiritual materiality. So faith is that, that, that spiritual force that gives weight, life, and substance to dead things. 
Because what you hope for, you don't have it yet. So it's dead to you, right? Amen. So what you need is something to give it life. And that's where faith comes in. Faith gives life to what we hope for. It makes it real. It makes it come alive. And you have an awareness of it. Because there's substance on the inside of your heart or the inside of your spirit that tells you that thing is real. And you can have it. Amen. (laughs) So always add that it's real and I can have it. And really, you can say it's real and you already have it or you wouldn't perceive it. Amen. Say, God, I have it in my heart. I've got health in my heart. I've got adequate and abundant finances in my heart. I have my loved ones saved in my heart. I have my family healed in my heart. Amen. And so when we, when we talk about faith, it is a very essential element to the equation, but hope is also because hope then narrows your faith down and pinpoints it and directs it at something. Amen. Sometimes, you know, the Bible says hope makes not ashamed. Amen. Because the, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So we have a hope that we're not ashamed of. You ever wanted something and the thought crosses your mind and you push it out of your mind? Cause you, you feel like, oh no, I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody what I'm believing God for. I'm just, you know, you're ashamed of it. Because you think you won't get it. But this kind of hope that God gives us is not the kind that makes you ashamed of anything. You start rejoicing, you're so glad for it, you tell everybody it's coming, it's on the way. See, see, when the love of God brings it alive with His faith, amen, then you're not ashamed of believing for things. You see, at the point, let me tell you, as long as you're ashamed, your faith isn't engaged in it. Now think about it for a while. If it's something you want, it's sitting over on the side. You're just looking at it. You're thinking about it. And you want it, but you look at it and you look away. Because you think, I'll never get that. You understand what I'm saying? As long as it's just something you hope for, you, you don't want to own it in your, your natural man. Because your natural man always fails and comes away empty handed. So you just as soon not want it or just push it away and say, not that I don't want this not for me. See, but you're lying to yourself. Cause you do want it. Because you hope for it. But if you start adding your faith to it, then you can embrace it and not be ashamed. You'll start to believe it really can happen for you. Amen? And so that's the difference between just hoping for something in the natural realm and getting it by the Spirit, by your faith. Amen? Once you add faith into what you hope, It settles on the inside of you. It's real. You can perceive it. You can, because, and and this is the other thing, once you start accepting things by faith, 
your faith is your constant reminder that it's coming, that it is for you, that you have it already. And all you have to do is keep thanking God for it and believing because there's a due season for it. Amen. There's a due season for it. And so it, it, faith puts what we desire and we want into the I got it category instead of it being off to the side and we're wondering if we'll ever get it category. So faith brings it inside of us and we can embrace it and, and it belongs to us and we have evidence of it. Amen. So we have real evidence that this belongs to me. And that makes all the difference in the world because you can't go away and forget about it. You can't go away and leave it alone. It won't leave you alone. You'll keep the Holy Spirit will remind you of it. Amen. When you begin to pray, you'll start to thank God for it. Amen. And you'll start to, to give, uh, boosted up with your with your conversation you'll begin to talk it you'll begin to thank god for it so in a way faith makes it real in in you the evidence is you start treating it like it's real amen your spirit man starts treating it like it's real God, I thank you for my my uh, new car. I thank you, Lord, for uh, remodeling my living room for me. I thank you, Lord, for, you understand? Now, see, I like confessing stuff because at my age, I don't get up and move too fast on a whole lot of stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You just, wait a minute. It's got to be a way to get this in here. Amen. <laughs> so you get more and more confident in the, the supernatural than you do the natural. I'm thinking, why am I running around here like a crazy person doing this, that, and the other thing when I can just believe God for it and let him put it together? Amen. And so it, it's a good thing to live by faith. Amen. It's a good thing to have God as your partner in everything that you do uh, because that way you know it's going to be successful. And you're dealing with real stuff. You're not dealing with fake anything. Amen. It's all very, very real. Amen. There are some things that people have desired for years and, and don't ever shut the door on that. You know, um, uh, it, it, and, and sometimes you'll think it'll never turn around. You know, I'm never going to get, I've wanted to own property for the longest time and, and I've had property got away from me and I, I still want it. You know, it never gets away from you. Why? You're still holding faith for it. I don't care if it, I don't care if they threw you out of the last place you were in. Your faith still says I got property because <laughs> it's irrevocable. You can't get rid of it. Once you believe God for something, it's in there. It's just in there. Amen. And so it's, it's just a wonderful thing to, to know that we can trust God in these things, but their faith, their faith is our evidence. Amen. I would say sometimes faith is your manifestation because it is, it's a spiritual manifestation, even though the natural hasn't shown up yet. See, you've got, you've got the hardest part already. When you've got the faith for it, that's the biggest challenge. Is to pull it into your heart. 
and and not reject it because of fear or because of shame or because of, oh, I'll never get that. You know, when you quit letting the devil in your mind talk you out of the blessings of God, amen, then you can freely receive everything that God has for us and make it a discipline and a habit to let your your heart embrace different things that God wants to put into your life. Let Let yourself believe that it's yours. Let yourself reach out for it. Amen. Sometimes your head can be telling you, you don't want that. You, oh my goodness, you don't need all that stuff. Whatever. But I still got it. Amen. I still, because God promised it to me, I have it by faith. So keep your faith engaged in things. Keep your faith working for stuff. There might be things that you think you don't want right now. But later on down the line, you find out, oh, yeah, you know what? I did want that after all. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, the worst thing we can do is let temporary failure talk us out of future success. Uh People who are wealthy people have failed so many times. It's pathetic. They've been bankrupt X number of times. See, that's a good resume in the world of finance. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Bankruptcy can be a good resume in the world of finance. Because it shows that you know how to bounce back and still work at something. It shows that you've got faith. See, faith is your bounce back. That's what keeps you bouncing back and trying it all over again is faith. Faith won't let let you let go of things. <laughs> Faith don't care if somebody is is mean to you right now. Faith is that love them anyway. Huh? It works. Love never fails. Are you kidding me? I was so glad when I figured that out. I told the Lord, I said, you know, but people pick at you when when you're a minister, especially if you're a prophet, these pastors backbite you and tear you down and all that kind of crazy stuff. And so the Lord said, well, you got to love them anyway. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> let me <laughs> let me put the knife away. Huh? But, you know, you want to go out and tell somebody off. But I learned how to forgive people and love them anyway. Amen. And, and how to win people over. You know, there have been people that that told people not to come to my meetings and later showed up for prayer. God said, go over and have that woman pray for you. Now, what am I going to do? See, it's a good thing. See, this is where you appreciate the discipline of not holding grudges and not being offended by things. Because somebody can show up in need and you treat them bad if you haven't learned that. You understand what I'm saying? And you know, all I could do was, was, Father, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful you straightened me out about this. Cause this woman needs you. She'll need me. She, you sent her to me, but she needs you. See? And so sometimes you'll, you'll get into situations like that where you have to learn how to let God be your everything. And, and forgive people and love people because people are confused. They're angry. Um, you know, they make mistakes just like we do. 
And we're all forgiven. Amen. And so it, it's just a good thing to, to learn how to live like that and, and live in that realm of, of abiding with God no matter what it takes. Loving the unlovable, loving yourself when you're not lovable. Amen. All of the above. It, it just stay in the game. Let your faith keep you in the game at all times. Amen. Just, just scramble back. <laughs> you know, I think about, I was thinking about what I, what I thought about that staying in the game there from, uh, you know, I, I used to like, I really like baseball. I probably like that better than any sport because my dad played baseball and he really enjoyed it too. And so, um, but I can remember seeing some of the players uh, there were certain players that were known to steal bases, you know, and they, they'd scramble, you know, and if they could tag a corner of the, I mean, there were, some of them were expert at it, you know, they'd be scrambling back and they would just, they wouldn't meet the catcher, the guy's catching, trying to get him out. They wouldn't meet him head on, but they would pretend to be running toward him and go off to the side and just grab the corner of the bag, you know, before they could even tag them. And that's what we got to do with our, we got to learn to do that with our faith. You scramble back to God. Amen. You can have an off day and acting crazy and being mad at everybody and wanting to give up and all that, but learn how to go back in before the day is over. And he says, safe. Amen. You're not out. You're safe. So you scramble back to your place of believing. You scramble back to faith. You scramble back to your confession. Amen. Because there's trouble out here in the realm of the spirit and the dark side of things that can keep us pulled off of what God has for us. Always concerned about what people think and what they know and what, you know, all that nonsense that has to do with the natural realm. Learn how to avoid that. Get away from that. Renounce that. And say, no, God, I'm not focused on anything except you and your word and what you promised me. And I'm going to sit here and be grateful. I'm going to sit here and worship you. I'm going to sit here and keep my faith strong. Amen. I'm going to get in my word and stay in my word. Amen. And and learn how to abide with him. And that's where your success is. That's where everything that you need is going to be. So we had a couple of translations of this Hebrews 11.1. 1. We learned that faith also is giving substance to things that we hope for. See, faith is giving its substance. Faith is also confidence. The Moffat translation says it means we are confident of what we hope for. You're confident of it. You're not wavering. You're not doubting. You're not freaked out because something different is happening. You're, you're good with that. You're confident about it. God's going to heal my family. Amen. God's going to bring health and wholeness to everything. We're going to be made whole around here. Amen. And be confident about it. You have every reason to be confident about it because of who whose faith you're using. Amen. Faith gives substance to the invisible. Faith gives substance to what is divinely guaranteed. So everything you're asking God for and believing him for is divinely guaranteed. There's no no ifs anymore. Your faith takes all the if out of it. And it takes all the maybe out of it. It takes all the doubt out of it. Amen. Faith is inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, 
and goodness of God. So faith is is confidence in the wisdom and goodness of God. It's confident in God's invisible realm. And it's being sure. So faith gives you assurance. Faith gives you confidence. Faith gives you evidence. Learn how to keep faith strong in you. And not on the back burner. Amen. Keep it strong in you. Learn how to meditate on the word. That's the main way you keep it strong. You know, the devil wants to distract you with something, you know, sinful or or something offensive to you or something you take personally or, you know, and you sit up and think about that all day long. That's foolishness. Why would you use your time uh, entertaining the devil like that? Amen. Grab your scripture. Amen. And, and tell, tell the devil, you know, I don't believe your nonsense. I believe the word of God. And if that's true, you know, we're quick to say we re- believe the report of the Lord. And then you go back to meditating on what somebody did and said about you. Come on now. If you believe it, you embrace it in your mind. If you believe it, you, you uh, have it before you all the time. Like Proverbs 4 tells us, don't let it depart from your eyes. Don't go look at something else. Don't go think of something else. Don't go meditate on something else. Keep this in your mind. Well, you mean to tell me? Yeah, I mean to tell you just that. Whatever you don't want to do is what I mean to tell you you must do. Amen. I'd rather spend my time communing with God and getting to understand how to live for him and, and how to have a peaceful life than to wonder who doesn't like me or what they're saying about me. I hope they lying on me real big. Huh? <laughs> God fights for me. Amen. Tell the biggest lie you can while you're at it. Amen. Don't be afraid of men's tongues. What, what can they, what can man do to you? Amen. We spend too much time fearful about the wrong things. Fear God. Amen. He's worth it. Amen. So how do we get faith? We're finally in Romans. I wanted to get here yesterday. Didn't quite get here, but we all right. We arrived in Romans chapter 10. Romans and Hebrews are probably two of my favorite books in the Bible. They go over the law of God with such detail. You know, you can't mess up too easy. You get get good information in those ways and how to put your faith in operation. It, It says here, we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, um, hearing is a means of persuasion. Hearing is a means of persuasion. Isn't that how you got a ring on her finger, Poppy? That's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> you stayed in her ear all the time. <laughs> Amen. Got persuaded. Both of y'all got persuaded. He probably looked up one day and said, Lord, what did I do? Amen. You see, the speaker gets persuaded first and then they persuade somebody else. Amen. So we'll go back a little bit in uh, uh, Romans uh, chapter 10. 
It says, um, uh, start in verse 5. He says, for Moses describes the righteousness which is, is of the law, that the man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks, speaks like this. Don't say in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For the heart man believes unto righteousness. Now you must believe the word of God in order to obtain righteousness. Amen. He's talking about putting faith in God. And putting faith in God's word. And so when you believe God's word, it's, it's traditionally and, and throughout the Bible accounted to us as righteousness. It, except in the new covenant, it's imputed righteousness and not just an account, a righteousness account. Amen. And so it becomes a permanent Endowment. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you received a fruit of the Spirit called righteousness. Amen. And so it's imputed to you. Just like the Holy Spirit is imputed to you. It's, it's, um, pushed into your spirit. Amen. Your spirit becomes infused with the Spirit of God. And part of that Spirit is righteousness. Now it's up to us to yield to it. See, it's there all the time. We have to yield to it. If you go off and you're a troublemaker and you're causing problems with people, you're not yielding to the the fruit of righteousness. So you got to repent, come back to God, and say, God, I'm sorry, I missed that. I'm I'm out of this sin thing. I'm out of this flesh and out of this uh, carrying on shenanigans, you know, <laughs> ne'er do well kind of stuff, and and and. Get yourself back in right standing with God. Amen. Align yourself properly with him. Amen. He's still your father. You're still a child, but you're not speaking to each other right now. You understand what I'm saying? You're off doing something else. Amen. So the the relationship doesn't change, but the fellowship does. And so righteousness really is is good fellowship with God as well. Amen. And so we have to stay in that place. Of good fellowship with him. Other than that, your ideas get distorted. You know, you pick up all kind of weird, uh, understandings of things because you're not rightly dividing the word. All of that, you get in error that way. And so the best is to stay faithful to God and stay close to God. And so he says here, for the scripture says, uh, Man believes unto righteousness. Confession is made unto salvation. So you are making a righteous confession unto the things that you need. So you're speaking out of the spirit of righteousness when you put faith in in God's word in your heart. It comes into your heart by hearing it. Amen. So there is a process here. 
And anytime we, we go to pray or we need something from God, the same process gets repeated. You, you get the word of faith in your heart and you confess it. Amen. And, and that word, faith in that word produces righteousness and you make your righteous confession. Once you make a righteous confession, it's on the way. There's no stopping righteous. There's no law against righteousness. Amen. So, so you, you, you know it's on the way. You make the right confession out of the right spirit with the right faith. And so the scripture says, verse 11, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. That means you're going to get it. Amen. You're not running around saying you got something that won't show up. That means it's on the way. Amen. It's yours. Amen. You know, people will pick at you because they don't see it yet. They not in you. They can't see where you can see. Amen. You know you got it by the substance of faith. Amen. Because it's all over you. You feel it everywhere. You know it won't let you go. You keep thanking God for it. It's so real. Amen. And then people would look at you and, well, what about so-and-so? I said, what about it? It's got nothing to do with me having it. You mean a little symptom is going to stop me from believing I'm healed? Symptoms are always temporary. I said they're always temporary. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, healed, delivered, monetized, set free. Just keep calling on Jesus over your money. Let's see if it don't increase. Amen. Jesus, I want my increase and I thank you for it. Lord, I need X number of dollars by X date. And I thank you that you will have it here for me. I have no doubt. I've received it by faith. Amen. It's on the way. Amen. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Hmm. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? You see people, I, when I was a nurse and really with my, my husband's family, I knew they had been churchgoers when they were young, but you know, they hadn't really lived for God. And, and that's sometimes typical of different denominations and groups of people. You know, in, in people period, they drop in and drop out on God. You know, they come to church for a season, then they get a better idea and go someplace else or whatever it is. But, um, it, it, God wants them and he saves to the uttermost. And I can remember wondering about my husband, my late husband's mother. And she had, she had drank so much. She had damaged her liver, wasn't functioning anymore. She had gotten very, very sick and was drifting in and out of a coma. And I kept asking the Lord, I said, God, I never got a chance to witness to her, I don't think. I said, you know, I just want to be assured that she's saved. And I walked past her door one day where I was going up to visit her, but I was going to start at stop at the nurse's desk. And I heard this very, very tiny voice in her room. She kept saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
And God reminded me of this scripture. He said, she couldn't call on me if she didn't believe. Amen. See, this is, this is the truth about faith. You believe and therefore you speak. Amen. You, you've got to stay with what you believe and speak it. Make it deliberate to speak the things that you believe. Amen. Sometimes we believe error and wrong things and we talk them all the time. But you can change that. You can start to believe in the goodness of God. You can start to believe in God's word. Amen. I remember when I was newly saved, I would complain about my husband. Well, more than I do now. But, you know, <laughs> I didn't got real good, y'all. I'm real good. But you know what I'm saying. I'm, I mess with y'all a lot about that because I know that's how people live, you know. But uh it was it was sincere on my part i didn't like some of the things that i had been through with him and it left a lot of pain in me and i would speak from that pain many times and i remember being around women who were godly women and they would correct me they said oh no you got to love your husband i said i love him no 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 and that forced me to examine my heart. It's always good to do, folks. I mean, when people, sometimes when people corner you, they're not trying to embarrass you. They're trying to help you. I'm so thankful for people who cared enough to challenge me. You know, when I was spouting off and trying to, you know, sound like I was this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm thank, I'm seriously. You know, you be thankful for people who will challenge those things because it doesn't help you to continue to be bitter. It doesn't help you to continue to be angry and to express that. And so God was able to change my heart until I could say things about him that were true and and things about him that were edifying and things about him that were godly things and and I meant it from my heart loving things amen and so it's it's out of the abundance of your heart that your mouth will speak your your confession doesn't lie you understand what i'm saying what you really feel will come out in your conversation at some point and so you want to change your heart you know it's not about changing what you say because we can all straighten up when we get around the saints. Amen. And work for the devil when we get home. Amen. So so we have to, you know, work on the heart level. Because see, God sees the heart. And that's what he judges by. At some point, if your heart is pure, purity is going to come out of your mouth. And you're going to think pure thoughts about people. Amen. And you're gonna, you're gonna be a right kind of person. And so it says here, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. And this is how we continue in faith. The same process that caused you to be born again will cause every act of God that you need to manifest in your life the same process. It's hearing the word, hiding it in your heart, meditating on it until you accept it and it's real and it becomes a part of you. Once that word becomes a part of you, it's yours. And then you begin to speak confidently that which you desire. You know, sometimes I'll go around the house and I'll say, God, I need some more money around here. You know, I mean, just just in conversation with him. And I have confidence that I'll get it because he said to ask anything. Amen. And and you got to believe that anything will come to you. You know, you can't be asking above your faith pay grade. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sometimes we have to add a little bit to our believing you know, but, but, and, and, and sometimes God will stretch us in our faith. You know, we'll think it's, it's going to be this way and it winds up being that way. He just wants to see how determined you are to have the things you desire. Amen. God likes tough kids. He don't like no whiners and complainers and, and people that act like they don't have no father and act like they don't have any hope. He likes confident children kids who are confident in them amen it's like if your kids went around bad mouthing you and my my parents they don't never have no money they don't have nothing to give us you don't want that said about you you want your kids saying no my my parents give us everything we need we don't lack for anything you you want your kids to brag on you amen and and even if this bragging on your potential right now, you understand what I'm saying? You want a good report out there about you. Well, God wants us to have a good report about him too. You know, not, not he's, you know, small and don't want us to have. No, it's according to our faith. It's up to us to believe him for great things and the things we desire and the things that we need. It's up to us to do that. Amen. So it says, <clears throat> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. You know, uh, uh, people need to really focus on the importance of filling your heart and your mind with faith. You can have a peaceful day or you can have a rocky road day, depending upon how you focus on God's word. Amen. Grab a scripture and, and begin to think on it. Meditate on it. Put it, put it into your heart and into your hearing all day long. And allow that word to become rhema to you. Amen. Real to you. Let it get embedded in your heart. You can never go wrong by focusing on God's word. Amen. It's always the right thing to do. Amen. It, it's so important. That we continue to build ourselves up, edify ourselves, strengthen ourselves in God's word. Because the the world is wanting to steal from you. See, this is how the thief steals. He steals the word. You know, before the devil can get your goods, he, he has to get the word away from you. Amen. He has to, to convince you to let go of something that God's given you in order to steal it. This is how he steals. 
through influence. Amen. Through persuasion. Same way he did Eve. He persuaded her that all of a sudden that tree that she thought looked bad looked good all of a sudden. Amen. It's just true. He can, he can flip you around so quick. Amen. Remember that country and western song? Oh, the girls always get prettier at closing time. Was that okay, Poppy? I don't want to, they won't go too far off script. This is true. Huh? Them, them coyote uglies you've been rolling your eyes at all night. All of a sudden it's almost 3 a.m. Then, That's the show enough devil. He can persuade you of anything. Trust me. Don't ever, ever underestimate that snake. Huh? You know, there's some people that you just wonder how they get all twisted up the way they, they do. You know, um, a minister that I've been praying for for many years to come back to the Lord left the ministry, the wife, the children, everything. Amen. Ran off with some woman. Now, how did the devil talk him into that? God had, you know, in God, he had it made. You reach the point where a lot of people are praying to get to. And then all of a sudden, it's not where you want to be anymore. Amen. It's nothing but the devil. So before he can steal, he got to persuade you that you don't want it no more. All you struggling married people out there. I mean, that's the only thing that's going on. The devil's got words in your ear persuading you that your spouse is no good. They're never going to change. Well, you ain't somebody to call the shots on who's supposed to change anyway. How you know they supposed to change? What they just mean. That's one person's opinion. Any court you go to the accused is entitled to give their side of the story. Huh? Everybody bad if we sit up and listen to you all day long. <laughs> but yet you want to be the one call the shots for them to change for you. It's a thought. Just a thought. Huh? Persuasion is an important part of the faith walk. Because symptoms can persuade as well. Sometimes you can have, if you're believing God for full manifestation, your health restored to you. You can have some good days strung together. But one bad day, if you're not careful, that can cancel it all for you. Amen. If you just focus on the negative that happened in that day. Amen. 
sometimes the negative happens because God is rooting out some stuff. Huh? It, it doesn't, it doesn't cancel your health. It doesn't cancel the fact that you're healed. You just had a rough day. Amen. And so you just chalk it up to, well, that, I'm glad that day is over with. Amen. I have better days ahead in Jesus name. Amen. Always stay full of faith. Cause nothing has changed. God says you're healed from the foundation of the earth. Whatever happened to you in between is, is, it has no consequence with what God says about you. You're still healed. You're still whole. But the enemy wants to persuade you to let go of your warranty deed for your health. Wants you to let go of your faith for your health. Amen. But it's amazing how it can be revived so quickly you get in the word. Amen. You sit up there and you read Isaiah 53 for the umpteenth time. And you say, Lord, I finally got it. I am healed. Amen. I am healed. In spite of, I'm not moved by what it feels like. I'm not moved by what it looks like. And you can persuade yourself back into health. Where the enemy has been trying to persuade you that it's not working. It's never going to happen. These symptoms are never going to go away. You're going to be like this forever. See, he'll sit there and talk to you. And if you listen to him, you will get persuaded to let go and not continue to believe God for it. And when it's already inside of you, your health is already inside of you. You're already healed. Amen. You just need to stay with faith in it long enough to cause it to materialize on the outside. It's working already. You need to tell yourself, my faith is working for me. It's working on my inner, it's working on the inside. It's working health and wholeness. It's working soundness in all of my bones and all of my joints. My health is working right now. Everybody in my house is healed. Everybody in my house serves God. It's working. Everything is working for me. And make up your mind to persuade yourself. To hold on to your health and hold on to your faith for these things. In Romans chapter 4, if you'll go there, we're talking about persuasion. Okay, So hearing the word of God is the same thing as persuading you. That word is persuading you to believe it and persuading you to believe that it is true. Amen. So there's there's no such thing. Is you can't be persuaded because truth is always more powerful than a lie. Truth is eternal. What the devil does is temporal or temporary. It's not going to last. So you'd rather get on something that is eternal and it's going to last than something that's temporary anyway. Amen. And so here we have here in Romans chapter four, we're talking about the faith of Abraham. Amen. It says here in verse 13, for the promise that he should be heir of the world. Now that's almost too big to believe. You you understand what I'm saying? I mean, just saying that, don't just skip over that and say, you mean that man had to believe that? Him by himself would inherit the whole world? All the people in it, all the cattle, all the land, all the everything. 
Yeah, that's what God promised him. Oh, you think a big God is going to promise little stuff? When God says ask anything, that means anything. And then we look at getting a bill paid and start sweating. And he said anything. You know, we got to move beyond sweating the small stuff and get to what he really wants to give us. Amen. He said anything. You know, I, I learned how to ask for what I really wanted. Yeah, I, I somehow, I, <laughs> I don't know, I just <sighs> always needed help with the housework. <laughs> I just always did. You understand what I'm saying? I was always either in school, I was always doing two things, work and going to school. Working and, and, you know, working two jobs, saving money to get the next thing that we wanted to get or, you know, whatever. And so I had a, when I was doing hair, I had a client that cleaned houses. And so I smuggled her in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made sense to me. I thought, man, I could be doing something else while I'm beating this dust rag all the time, you know. And then one day my husband found out she was coming, you know. It was I got busted with the, <laughs> the housekeeping. Well, he liked her the way she cleaned house. He was always having some touch-ups for me to do you know it was never never quite to his liking so we found him somebody he liked he i found him in there one morning he was making her coffee and i said oh i said she said girl i met your husband he's such a nice man i said oh okay she was in there cleaning and he got up and was making coffee so he asked her if she wanted a cup too found out who she was you know it was no big deal but I've always asked God for the things that I wanted. Now, I've suffered greatly for having house help. Family. Mm, Look funny at you. Think you all that. Who you think you are. Amen. You're just trying to survive and keep a clean house. Amen. And so, and how I use my faith is my business. That's between me and God. You understand what I'm saying? And it was never a thing like I'm too good or anything like that. I wanted it done. And I didn't want to kill myself trying to do all of that stuff. Amen? And so you choose how you use your faith. You choose how you live your life. You choose those things. But that allowed me experience in in expecting Things that weren't the ordinary. You understand what I'm saying? I'd rather be that kind of woman and have a, a nice clean home for my husband and, and guess if they came over than to be some whining, complaining thing that kept a nasty house and caused everybody in the house to be upset because they're not a good housekeeper. You know? I mean, it just makes sense to me. But from that, I began to expect God to do more. You know, after I got saved, I expected God to do more things and and be able to help me with more things. 
You know, I had a ministry to run. That's more than full time, folks, in case y'all don't understand. You know, and I don't complain and I don't come in here whining to y'all and, you know, <laughs> you know, making faces and stuff. I don't do that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not right. But I, I do have to keep my life organized in such a way that I get everything done. I'm just used to doing things like that. So, you know, bust me if you want to on the housekeeping, but, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, you spend your money like you want to, you know. I happen to do my own nails. I don't have to pay somebody to do them. You know, if, if you want to pay somebody to do yours, go at it. You know, just have a blast. God is, is that's why he says ask anything. See, you ask anything, and he'll supply those things to you. Why? So your joy could be full. Amen? Now, I clean up my house, but, you know, you need somebody to come in there, do it right, and they, you know, I learned how to clean house from the housekeeper. You know, she told me one time, she said, now, if you and your husband would do this, clean up behind yourself, just do this little bit, you wouldn't have to pay me so much. So she taught him to clean, too. See, he didn't do it for me, but he liked it when she told him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, don't let life burden you. Don't ever sit up and wonder how you're going to get this done or how you're going to. He said, ask anything. Amen. Ask anything. Amen. You'll find that you might have a neighbor that... You find out likes to do a little have a side hustle where they can make extra money. You know, anything like that. You help them out. Amen. <laughs> Darling, I'm helping you out. You know what I'm, saying? I'm your help. Don't worry about it. We get it done. You know, all that kind of stuff. And, and so you, you just have to understand that God wants you to have a full life. Wants your joy to be full. Amen. And so I don't know what that has to do with faith, but we just ask anything. God doesn't care what it is you want. He really doesn't. He says, ask anything. And so it says here, the promise that he should be heir of the world, verse 13, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So it means anybody who believes can believe this promise. Amen. For if they which are of the law are heirs, faith is made void. And the promise of none effect. Which means that if you think you can work and please God and he bless you with something, you're on the wrong road. That negates faith every single time. So you either work work your own works under the law or you let all that go and just say, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to take God at his word. Amen. You can't have both systems working at the same time. Got to have one or the other. Amen. So you let go of your uh, uh, legalism. You know, got to do this right. Got to do that right. Got to do that right. Any right that you do comes because the Holy Spirit empowers you to do it. Amen. It doesn't come out of you having the ability to please God outside of faith. Amen. It says, because the law works wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. 
Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. So if we're working, working, working to prove to God that we are are good enough to get something, that's going to be different for everybody. But if we all come under this umbrella of faith, then it's equal. Faith puts everybody on an equal playing field. So faith levels the playing field for everybody. So God doesn't care how good you are at this, that, or the other. If you're not believing him, you're not pleasing him. It says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you don't get anything by works. And it says that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to the, which, those which are of, of the law, but also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all who believe. Amen. So Abraham is the father of all believers. He's also father of Isaac and Jacob, but if they don't have faith, they're not in the covenant either. Amen. So it's of all who believe. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom him who believed even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they are. How does he do that? He does that by faith. How would we do that? We do that by faith. So you call your body that be not symptom free, symptom free by faith. Amen. You got to speak God's language in order to get his attention. Faith is God's language. It says without faith, it's impossible to please him. I didn't know I had to please God. Really? What do you think you're doing down here? When you love people, you please God. When you serve humanity, you please God. We all trying to please God, folks. You either, you either know you're pleasing him or you, or you got your doubts. But without faith, it's impossible to do that. We have to please him. You know, you, that's like you come into my house and you walk past me and, and don't speak and say, I don't like you. But you sit down at my dinner table and want to eat. Y'all feeling me? If you don't understand, you have to please God that you, you have the same kind of error in, in your relationship with him. You can't just bogart into heaven and demand stuff. I'm doing this by faith. I believe God and I'm going to get this. Really? You better back up a little bit. Recognize who you're dealing with. Amen. There's honor, respect, love. All of those things support your faith. You don't get anything by faith if you don't love. Amen. You don't get anything from God if you don't love. So he says here, it says, God told Abraham, he says, I made you the father of many nations. I like the fact that it says God who quickens the dead. If he's that got that kind of power, he certainly can get your bills paid. He certainly can, can, uh, you know, make alive a dead womb. He certainly can put bread on your table consistently 
He certainly can give you favor with the bankers. He can do all of that kind of stuff. If he can quicken the dead, my goodness, what do you need to have resurrected? Huh? In other words, what he's saying here, if God raises the dead, it's a small thing for him to give this to Abraham. This is like chump change activity for God. To make two old people fertile. That's a small thing to God. And see, we look at it and say, ooh, wow. Uh-uh. That same God can make dead people come back to life. Huh? He got me. I was dead in my sins. He made me alive in him. Amen? Keep things in perspective here. He calls those things to be not as though they are. The earth was without form and void. Ooh. I mean, there was just chaos everywhere. And God began to say, let there be, and order came. Huh? He orders the disorderly. What's disorderly in your life? Huh? I miss my husband would treat me better. You start treating him right and it'll, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. You too stingy to give, you won't receive. It's the law of the kingdom. You give first and then you get. You want it bad enough, you'll give it. I'm not. The word of God is a two-edged sword. No, you need to wield a sword on some of that nonsense. People get steeped in bad habits for way too long. You know what I'm saying? Christian people. I was thinking about the gentleman I was mentioning walked off from a ministry, prosperous ministry, and wife and children. See, he's been holding on to something on the inside of him for too long. God's been trying to tell him, let go of this. You know, let go of this. Sometimes people resent their spouse. Been doing it too long. Now he's kind of probably wishing he could get back again, wishing he hadn't made that mistake. Because the ministry is still flourishing. The wife is still with the ministry, ex-wife. Well, he's all backslid somewhere, calling himself coming back to God. Huh? You better come back proper, brother. Huh? And come back proper. So he says, who against hope believed in hope. Hope is your balloon that's deflated until you pump faith into it. Amen? But Abraham had the hope against hope. There are a lot of times we have to do that. You know, sometimes I read this stuff and I think, wow, how'd he do that? Wow. You know, we, I'm I'm staggering too much. But this is a common thing that we do. If, if you have a disease that they say is terminal, you've been diagnosed with, you're hoping against hope. If they tell you you'll never walk again, you got to hope against that hope. Natural hope says it ain't possible. Amen. And how many situations do we get to with that? 
you, you know, the devil can get so involved in stuff, he'll make buying a car impossible. As common as cars are. He'll get gummed up in your credit report and, and messing up in your personal uh, affairs and all that. And it will seem like a mountain to you just to go out and buy a decent vehicle. Amen. So many times we hope against hope. It ain't looking good on paper. Huh? But God says it's yours. So what are you going to do? You're going to believe God or are you going to believe in what they tell you is not possible? Amen. So sometimes you got to fight to stay on top of things and believe God. You got to fight another hope that's been canceled on you. And just go ahead and, and pump faith into it anyway. Amen. There's a way to pump faith into your dream. You just have to get in the word of God. Once you get in that word of God and start meditating, God will make it real to you. He'll let you know this is yours. There's no doubt about that. This belongs to you. It's, you don't have to walk away from this one. This one's yours. Amen. And so he said, who against hope believed in hope. He believed in hope in God that he might become the father of many nations. See, before he was hoping in himself. When God said you're going to have a child, Sarah was barren, but Abraham was fertile. So he found a way to make a baby. And God just waits around until you have done everything you feel you're big enough to do. And he said, now let me talk to you and show you how to do it right. Abraham was mad when he found out God still wanted him and his wife. He said, oh, please let this other boy live. Let him be the one. Right. Let Ishmael live before you. So, oh, man. You mean I got to, yeah, you got to dig down and believe again. But with God's help, he was able to do it. See, God's not going to require anything from you that you can't do, but you got to have his help. Sometimes it's hard for us because we've been trying too much without God. Sometimes you need to go to God and say, God, I'm real tired of this. I wish, you know, could we just cancel this party? Do I have to attend? Can I get somebody to stand in faith in my place? Huh? Don't you feel like that sometimes? Oh, man. It ain't here yet. I got to believe another day. And he says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. See, once that promise is set before you, that's got to be the carrot dangling that keeps you in the game. Always ask for something you want. That's why God said, whatever you desire. Don't start asking for things to compete with your little other Christian friends. You know, they getting this. I'm going to get that too. They getting this. I'm going to get that too. 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 That never works. Uh You know, you're dealing with God. You ain't dealing with Khloe Kardashian. My goodness. God is not a Kardashian. 
You got me? He says, against hope, believed in hope. He hung on to what God told him anyway. And being not weak in faith. Strong faith does a couple of things. If you think your faith is weak, I got another thought for you to take on. He considered not his own body. How many of y'all have done that? Then your faith is strong. Don't ever call your faith weak again. When you can get up and keep moving, even though you're not feeling well, and you're believing God's going to take that symptom away, your faith is strong. So he considered not his own body. Him not considering his body as far as conceiving a son after he was impotent is the same as you getting up with a pain in yours and going on to work anyway and say, I'm healed anyway. It's the same faith. It's doing the same thing. He considered not his own body, now dead, when it was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't think about none of that. He staggered not at the promise. How many of y'all believe you're healed anyway? You don't stagger. That don't cause you, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm getting, no, you don't go like that when you, when you know you're healed. So your faith is strong. Don't ever call your faith weak again. You don't stagger. You don't waver. And you don't consider. That's strong faith. It says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. How many of you praise God even though you got pain? Praise God even though you don't have bills paid. Praise God anyhow. See, you're willing to give God glory even though you don't have everything. That's strong faith. Amen. He was strong in faith. Strong faith always. God gets the glory when your faith is strong. Because he knows when your faith is strong, it's going to happen. Amen. It's going to wind up in your body, in your on your doorstep, in your garage, walking down the aisle beside it. I don't care what it is. It's going to be yours. Amen. How could he do that? He was fully persuaded. He allowed the God's word to minister to him. Until it moved all the doubt out of his mind and out of his heart. When doubtful thoughts would come to him, he just brushed them aside. He said, I believe God anyway. Amen. It's coming. It's mine. I got it. You say that on top of everything else that comes against you. Your faith is strong. Applied faith is always strong faith. You put faith to work. It's strong. You'll find out the only thing stopping people is sitting up wondering. Huh? You stop wondering and start thanking God for it and you'll find out how strong your faith is. You'll find out that thing shows up long before you ever thought it was. You'll be staggering that it showed up so quick. Amen? You will. Amen? Because it can happen like that. Amen? It, in a twinkling of an eye, God can manifest that thing to you. Amen. And you'll be standing there wondering, you know, it, how it happened so fast. Amen. Just because God does it. Amen. Always trust him for what you need. So your faith needs something to believe God in and for. 
Start putting it to work with the things you hope for. Get a good hope on the inside of you. Amen. Desire to do some things that are going to change people's lives for the better. Amen. Just just start putting God putting God to to work helping you to do some of the great things that you have a vision to do. Don't duck duck away from it when you think about it. Turn your head and say that's not for me or don't take it seriously. But embrace it. And allow God to bring it to you. Amen. Amen. He wants us to use our faith. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding of your word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your holy word, making us strong in faith, giving glory to you. Father, I thank you that we know we have Abraham's strong faith. What that Our faith can do exactly what his did and more. So we thank you, Lord, for that knowledge. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that revelation. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to not consider the things of this temporal world, but more rather to consider your word and what you say. So we thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your word and blessing us with health, wholeness, and soundness in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to release the the uh, impartation of God so if everybody can get in front of a chair that would be wonderful Miss Nola will get you separated out so just cooperate with her please, thank you Lord praise God thank you Sometimes you get stuck in a certain level and you can't seem to move past that. So we'll take authority over that. If you want to renounce that in your heart, just say, God, get it out of me. I don't want fear in me about anything. Some of you are facing some challenges as far as some plans that you've made, uh, business uh, situations, business dealings. Fear can keep you locked into a mentality of uh, it's not going to happen or you're not certain it's going to happen and so you want fear out of your domain there's a lot of fear in the atmosphere about this COVID thing uh, where people are you're around fearful people who just don't want to uh, let go of the fear because that's all they know so we're going to take care take authority over fear in the atmosphere and make sure it doesn't settle in on your thinking and limit you and what God wants to do for you because he has not given us that spirit so we can make it leave at any time and make and get ourselves freed up so that we can get the fullness of what God has for us. So, so Father, I take authority over fear in all of its manifestations, hesitation, uh, uh, walking away from things, rejection, saying we don't want it, saying it's not time, uh, delay is also fear. Things that we put off. I uh, think we'll do them later. Uh, all of that, or I didn't get to it yet. That's fear. So, Father, we renounce fear in all of its manifestations in the name of Jesus. And I break its power off of this atmosphere and off of your people in Jesus' name. And, Father, I thank you to bring in strength and power, sound mind, courage, fortitude, virtue, 
everything that we need so that we can receive every promise that you have for us. And we thank you for that, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Fear of not getting better. Fear of not having symptoms leave. Fear of people saying no, important people, powerful people turning us down. We curse it and we break it in the name of Jesus. Fear of change, changing our minds, changing our hearts. I break it in the name of Jesus. Fear of expecting good things. I break that in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind in Jesus' name. Thank you. Let's say I receive power, love, and a sound mind in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we do our confession? I don't have Rona, and she don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I thank you, Lord, that you have kept me Rona free all this time. Amen. And by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Amen, amen, and amen. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.